this is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for March and April of 2020. It's about COVID-19 now. It is the biggest black swan since September 11, 2001 to affect markets. And for farmers across North America, it is the best of times and the worst of times. Spring is in the air and the grain world is waking up to farm activity across the greater North American farm belt. However, there are also states of emergency across the United States and Canada as public health officials try to engage people in the fight against the coronavirus, which originated in China. Grain markets have boiled with volatility down hard from early January. Emotions have been high, and grain fundamentals have been almost beside the point. Amid the turmoil, the USDA released their latest Wazding report on March 10th. It was almost like it was frozen in time as USDA left production ending stocks and production largely from their February report. Soybean ending stocks are still set at 425 million bushels and corn at 1.892 billion bushels. March corn production was still pegged at 13.69 billion bushels and March soybean production was still at 3.558 billion bushels. The USDA pegged Brazilian soybean production to come in at 126 million metric tons, which is an increase from last month's estimate and a reflection of the good growing condition in Brazil this past season. Argentinian soybean production was maintained at 54 million metric tons. The wheat supply and demand trajectory is the same as last month. Global ending wheat stocks are lower but still at record production, and the Chinese have slightly over half of that, about 52%. On March 14th, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were lower than the last Market Trends report. May 2020 corn futures were at 365 a bushel. The May 2020 soybean futures were at 848 a bushel. And the May 2020 Chicago wheat futures closed at 506 a bushel. The Minneapolis May 2020 wheat futures closed at 508 a bushel, with the September 2020 contract closing at 528 a bushel. Nearby oil futures, as of March 14th, closed at $31.73 a barrel, down hard from the nearby futures of last month of $52.05 a barrel. The average price for U.S. ethanol on March 14th in the U.S. was $1.46 U.S. gallon, lower than the $1.56 recorded in the last Market Trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on March 14th was 0.7194 U.S., lower than the 0.7548 U.S. recorded here last month. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate was reduced in an emergency action to 0.75%. In Ontario, it's hard to avoid the obvious, with events cancelled all across the province on recommendation from health officials. This includes the always excellent Grain Farmers of Ontario March Classic, where farmers gather from across Ontario. The road ahead is unknown on that front. However, there is a crop to plant, and staying healthy is part of that. As we move into late March, the concerns are growing. Basis values for grain have been the saving grace at this difficult time. This has largely been because the Canadian dollar has dropped substantially in the last month as investors look for the safest place to invest, which is the U.S. dollar. The Bank of Canada emergency rate cut added to the situation. Flat Ontario cash prices are not a lot different than a month ago. This is somewhat of a surprise despite the global pandemic. Corn basis levels in eastern Ontario and into Quebec remain strong, reflecting quality concerns which came over the past difficult 2019 harvest season. This is also reflected in new crop bids for the upcoming season. However, looking ahead in this highly charged COVID-19 market environment makes forecasting new crop prices very difficult. Traditional patterns may not play out like they have in the past. And you can see all of our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is things are pretty dark. 
However, at a certain point, history tells us that there will be light at the end of the tunnel. It's clear the world has changed. Almost every facet of what we used to take for granted only a few months ago has gone topsy-turvy. The world needs to get better, but it also needs to eat. Agricultural demand will eventually come back in a big way. Getting over this coronavirus hump will be the first step. The good news may be coming from China. Earlier in March, the Chinese president visited Wuhan province at a time when the number of reported cases of COVID-19 was declining. The last makeshift hospital has been closed down in Wuhan, China. South Korean infections have also declined. Now, history tells us that most disease pandemics end as the fear dies down and people return to a more normal life. Eventually, a past tense COVID-19 will be the new normal. Hopefully, this will have a corresponding effect on agricultural commodity markets. Needless to say, despite all the emotional arguments on how COVID-19 is changing the game, grain fundamentals are still in the background. We've got a big soybean crop coming out of the fields in South America and the safrina corn crop in the development stage. We're expecting big U.S. acres of both soybeans and corn in 2020. Ending stocks here in North America are still very cumbersome, which continue to weigh on futures prices. Now, for corn, oil prices have plummeted over the last month, and per usual, this is not always good for corn futures. At one time, gasoline futures were above ethanol futures, but this is now in reverse, putting ethanol margins at risk. This is never a good thing for corn futures. Nearby futures at 365 and December corn at 373 don't impress anyone. In fact, an argument can be made that prices aren't down more based on the meltdown in equities. Needless to say, these prices aren't buying more corn acres unless you consider the decrease in soybean futures of 43 cents per bushel in the week leading up to Friday, March 13th. The May 2020-July 2020 corn contract is currently minus two and three quarters cents as of March 13th, which is considered sideways. And the May corn contract is currently priced in the 34th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, corn futures usually tend to trade higher from now into June. Now, for soybeans, soybean demand has been a drag as exports are down and the Chinese business is preoccupied with the coronavirus. Much of the anticipated action in soybean prices depended on renewed Chinese business, which as of yet has not materialized. However, this might take shape later this year. The FOB Brazil price for soybeans is less than the U.S. golf price as of March 13th, and this is an aside to the huge crop now being harvested in Brazil. The 848 closed on March 13th with the lowest since May of 2019, and at a certain point, Chinese buyers need to satisfy China-U.S. Phase 1 agreement, and cheap soybeans available could be part of that. The May 2020-July 2020 soybean futures contract spread as of March 13th is currently minus 7.25 cents, which is considered bearish. The May 2020 contract is currently priced in the 14th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, soybeans tend to trend higher from now into July. Now, for wheat, the USDA didn't change anything of significance for wheat in their March 10th report. Like all of the time with wheat, production increases come with decreases in other countries. Last month, India's raised their production estimates with higher exports from Russia and Argentina. However, on the other hand, Canada and Australia reduced their exports. The U.S. soft red wheat belt looks wet at this early stage, which would be its second wet start in a row. In Ontario, we have fared fairly well coming out of winter, a welcome reprieve after the difficult issues with soft red winter wheat in 2019. Farmers will soon be side-dressing wheat with nitrogen. Oftentimes, farmers like to see the wheat in the spring before contracting. A low Canadian dollar with standing pricing orders does help with that. 
The drop in the Canadian dollar has done much to mitigate the grain futures price drop within this black swan coronavirus episode. The Bank of Canada followed the U.S. Fed rate, which also led the loonie to drop. Ontario soybean basis levels are the highest in several years, partly because of the loonie dropping under 72 cents U.S., with Ontario farmers being flat, flat pricers of grain, standing orders would serve as one marketing tool to capture these marketing opportunities. With the COVID-19 virus sucking up all the oxygen in the geopolitical room, the lower, lower oil price has been lost to some extent in the ether. Russia and Saudi Arabia couldn't come to an agreement about limiting production, and with that, oil prices plummeted March 8th. This double whammy combined with equity markets tanking is not a conducive environment for grain prices to thrive, and that continues to weigh in the market. COVID-19 has had quite the effect. It has also led the CME to announce that that's what le is left of the pit trade will be shutting down as of March 13th. That means computers will be doing all the trading. 90% is done that way now. The 10% who represent the human element will be left out, but they represent some market movers, spread, and option traders who add important content to price discovery. How this will all play out will be intriguing in trade action in the weeks to come. As of January 2020 dawned, most of us were looking toward a new start and a new day. 2019 has been so difficult. However, the black swan that just keeps on giving has changed the parameters on markets and likely even to the way we farm. We need to be well to farm. We need to get past this to get our markets truly back. The challenge ahead for Ontario grain farmers is to make good marketing plans and have contingency plans beyond that. This is a completely new farming environment we've moved into. It's uncharted waters, and daily market intelligence will remain key. This has been the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for March and April of 2020. I'm Philip Shaw.